the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The views and opinions expressed by Rob Black and his guests are not necessarily those of KDOW or its management owners or advertisers and should not be construed as legal tax or investment advice. Always consult with the appropriate advisor before making any investment or financial planning decision. Happy days are here again, Dow 25,000. Holy mackerel. Are you with me against me? Got to choose a side. This is a civil war, in my opinion. Anything you want to talk about, we could talk about. Charge! Charge! We charge higher on Wall Street. Buyers have been in control so far in 2018. It looks like another up year. Hold on, wait. I'm just getting word from the control room. We're only three days into the year? Buyers in control. It looks like it could be another great year in 2018. Push the U.S. equity market to new record highs. Dow 25,000. Do you remember when you were a child, it was like Dow 3,000? The Dow doubles every 7.2 years. I predict the Dow is going to be at 50,000 in the year 2025. Are you ready for it? In the year 2025, robots will be in control of the human race. You're going to see robots basically have all the jobs in the world. They're going to be service jobs. LG Electronics is leading the way right now with robots for the future. Which is actually true. LG Electronics. Which you're going, I don't remember LG Electronics. South Korean giant maker. Um, giant electronic maker. They're going to showcase three new concept robots at next week's Consumer Electronics Show in Las Vegas. I used to go to CES, and I hung out with all the, how shall we say, technocratia, the elite, so to speak. A McKinsey report released in November said that up to 800 million workers could be affected globally by automation and the rise of artificial intelligence. Robot parade, robot parade. Tech companies are testing robots now. Sing along with me. Lights like the robots made. Robot parade. For the record, if you've got a child who's six, seven, or eight, this is they might be giants. Their music is awesome to get your kids into loving music. And they're coming to a town near you. And they've been doing music for 30 years, and I still love their stuff. Their stuff, their shtick. I know you're saying, Rob, I'm not buying an album. I know. Go to Spotify or go to Apple Music and uh, type in They Might Be Giants. You'll see Birdhouse in Your Soul. You'll see Anna Ng. You'll see so many great songs that you kind of know. Anyway, I digress. So there's a lot of predictions of advances in artificial intelligence and automation that could eliminate millions of jobs over time. And it's people that work in pizza parlors. There's people that make deliveries. There's people that work at airports. 
Have you ever been looking for a gate and you try to find someone to talk to? That job's gone. Concept robots are going to replace those. So LG Electronics is introducing three robots. The first one is a server robot that can deliver food and drinks to customers at hotels and airport lounges. It can essentially replace wait staff. Um, and you'll be able to put your credit card in that little puppy. The second is a porter robot that can handle check-in and check-out services at hotels and carry luggage to rooms. The hotel industry is already experimenting with replacing humans with uh, machines. For example, there are hotels in Japan that are staffed by robots. And if it's good enough for Japan, it's good enough for me. Japan, kiss my butt. Robots. I'm sorry, Dave. I'm afraid I can't do that. Oh, you know that was Hal in an amazing, epic space story in the U.S. I always thought Hal was based on IBM. All right, all right, because all right. It, I know, I didn't smoke that much marijuana. Um, but I can now, right? Um, it's legal, I think, in California. Although I haven't rushed out and done anything. Uh, but Hal was one of the first robots that we ever met. And he was kind of a bad guy, right? He was just this big red eye. 2001 A Space Odyssey. And Hal, to me, it was, it was easy for me to figure out what we were afraid of. Because when the movie came out... Yeah, it was an Arthur C. Clarke book, and it owes its story to way, way, way back. Um, so 2001, at one point in time, was a long time away. HAL became operational in 1992 at the HAL Laboratories in Urbana, Illinois, in production number three. And, and you're going, I know, that's weird. We actually have a real HAL out there. Um, but it's a fictional character from Arthur C. Clarke's Space Odyssey series. And this was a 2001 Space Odyssey, which you should probably get your kids reading Arthur C. Clarke. Um, fantastic science fiction books. Fantastic. Heuristically programmed algorithmic computer, which is what it stood for, um, tied towards artificial intelligence, right? Um, it controlled the Discovery 1 spacecraft and interacted with the space astronauts' crew. Um, and you don't really see him until the end of the film, and he's mostly depicted as a camera lens um, throughout the ship. Hal speaks in a soft, calm voice. All right, Dave. Um, I'm sorry, Dave. Kind of, I'm afraid I can't do that. He's kind of a contrast to the stressed out two other um, astronauts in the film. Um, but Hal, to me, always, it didn't mean heuristically programmed algorithmic computer. You know, heuristic was the H and algorithmic is the AL. It always stood to me, IBM. Uh, three letters shifted backwards. IBM. <laughs> You know, um, I becomes H, B becomes A, M becomes L. Wow. And I know Stanley Kubrick, you know, put together this film in 1968 when IBM was a dominant company. It was on the, the you know, the, the lips and the minds of, 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 of society. Uh, like, are we going to be afraid of robots? And the answer is we should be. If you have a job in a pizza parlor, if you have a job delivering luggage to a room, if you have that kind of business model or career that can be replaced, you know, a porter that can handle check-in and check-out services at hotels and carry luggage to rooms, it's pretty crazy, but it's coming. Um, so if you have this dream, like after college you're gonna, or after high school, you're going to take a year off and travel and you're going to work at a hotel, that may not be possible. The third robot that LG Electronics has shown at the Consumer Electronics Show in Las Vegas 
is a robot that's made to work with customers at supermarkets, telling them price of products and then guiding them through the aisles. Lowe's already has test robots in place. You know, when you go to Lowe's or Home Depot and you go, I'm looking for um, a latch to put on my gate. The robot could tell you, aisle 14, do you want me to walk you there? And then that guy who kind of recognizes who I am, who always creeps me out by going, hi, Rob. I'm like, how do you know? Oh, yeah, I'm on TV. I hate that. I hate it. Don't make eye contact with me, and dear God, don't tell me that you know me. Um, But anyway, so the report by McKinsey says that 800 million workers globally could be replaced by robots. Even if automation adoption is slower, as many as 400 million will be affected in the world. Robots are clearly replacing people jobs. They're working 24-7. They're more efficient. They need some programming, but one programmer can program 10,000 robots. Little They Might Be Giants. Don't forget I have a big event coming up. One week from today, January 11th, 6.38, Palo Alto Elks Lodge. You can get in for the Retirement Income Strategies, Outlook of 2018, Estate Laws, New Tax Laws with CFP, Chad Burton, myself, Palo Alto, January 11th. Sign up at Rob Black's show at 6.38 at the Elks Lodge. Use the code RADIO25 to get in for free. Listen to They Might Be Giants taking us to break. Catch Rob Black and Rob Black and Your Money live on the Bay Area Airwaves. Weekday mornings from 7 to 9 on AM 1220 KDOW and streaming live on the KDOW radio app or KDOW.biz. And don't forget the weeknight replay at 7. Happy 2018. Woo! Dow 25,000. To pop the champagne with me and to party on, Garth. Is the one, the only CFP, Chad Burton. Mr. Burton, how are you? Doing well. How about you? Good. You popping champagne today? Oh, yeah. Popping it. Dow, Dow 25,000. It's a big round number. We like big round numbers. I remember where I was. Yes. Dow hit 10,000. Nowhere exciting, just driving down the road, but I remember. Well, you could expect a CNBC special on this. And basically, it sounds like to you and to me, it's no big deal, right? It's just a number. Yeah, it's. I mean, the market's positive seven out of ten years. So that means you're going to spend seventy percent of your lives at market highs. I remember um, who was that Irish investor of mine, friend. Um, oh, good. Neil Hennessy. He runs the Hennessy Funds up in uh, Marin, and he gets on CNBC and he'll go, "That's right, Maria. I think the Dow is going to hit fifty thousand in the year twenty twenty-five." And she goes, 50,000? That's crazy, Neil Hennessy. And he goes, no, it's not. It's just, uh, uh, it doubles every 7.2 years. And I was like, he got her. Like, <laughs> the average person is, is wowed by this, but you and I, we know it's kind of business as usual, so to speak. It is. Yeah, I was having a conversation yesterday with a, a restaurant owner. And you talk about, well, isn't the market super sensitive to all the stuff that goes along, goes around in the world? And I mean, you got to stop thinking of the market as this living, breathing thing. It, it can be sensitive in the short term, but it's made up of individual companies that you can look at revenue and earnings and see what direction they're going. And 70% of the time, they're going up. So you may not pop champagne today, or you may be all classy like that, but I'm going to pop a Schlitz malt liquor bowl today in celebration of Dow 25,000. <laughs> I'll Don't join you with some boons or something classy. <laughs> that stuff can make you blind. Be careful. <laughs> so, big event, January 11th, 630 to 830, Palo Alto's Elks Lodge. That's one week from today. 
it's our first event of the year, which means you're going to put full effort into a lot of the tax things, a lot of things that happen at the end of the year, risking your portfolio, yep. choosing the right accounts to draw from retirement income. I love retirement income talks because I'm getting closer. Um, but that's going to be the 11th, the Elks Lodge, you, me, Michelle Lerman. I'm going to be talking about some predictions for 2018. I'm bringing my crystal ball. And um, people could sign up oh at newfocusfinancial.com, newfocusfinancial.com, and they could use the code RADIO25 to get in for free, RADIO25 to get in for free. Plus, there's all sorts of downloadables, especially on the 10 pillars of retirement income that you can get right now while you're signing up for free. Okay, CFP, Chad Burton, let's talk some content. You and I were having a conversation yesterday about how REIT investors and landlords can benefit from the new tax law. It really seems like this tax law was written for Trump personally. Um, tied towards real estate. Um, can you explain what we're talking about with the REIT investors and landlords? Yeah, and this is the only, you know, for income earners in California that are losing a huge amount of their deductions. Um, if they already own positive cash flow real estate, they have some benefits there because, and it looks like, and again, this is trying to get a handle on this so quickly when they had stuff written into the margins is a little bit difficult, but. Um, it doesn't even look like you have to incorporate and you know put your rental properties into an LLC to qualify for this. That was going to be one of the questions in the beginning: is does every landlord have to throw their properties into an LLC to qualify? But it basically looks like you're going to be able to take a 20% deduction on your your income, net income from your real estate, on your tax return, on your federal tax return. Um, not only that, but because of the way the law is written, investors in REITs in your taxable account or MLPs, Master Limited Partnerships, which are a lot of the companies um, that, like Magellan, that, that ship oil and gas through pipelines or they store it, are set up as Master Limited Partnerships. It's, it's a big part of the oil industry um, that you might be able to, say, 20% of the income from those assets in taxable accounts and your regular brokerage account, you'll be able to take a deduction for it. Um, so that's something to look out for. Um, as people kind of realize that, you saw Master Limited Partners and MLPs get a big jump in uh, January, kind of across the board as a result. So some of that money movement's already occurred. But it's something to look out for. And, you know, people in California especially that have uh, real estate properties are going to have to be now maybe a little bit more strategic on financing. I mean, you got to talk to your CPA. And is this, as we're going through all these things, things like, well, uh, you, you might not be able to write off your mortgage interest because of the caps on everything. Um, and you might not be itemized anymore, so maybe you take equity and, or something and pay down uh, debt on your rental properties in order to have a higher deduction on that income. So strategic shifting of assets. Um, and then there's a lot of changes on small businesses, Rob, especially those in service-related businesses. Um, okay. Like healthcare professionals, law, accounting, consulting, financial services like us. Um, so a lot of things that um, you're going to have to – people that are self-employed especially need to get in to see their CPAs pretty quickly. So you know how we have a lot of people that we know that do consulting in the tech industry? Mm-hmm. Well, yes. if they have um, a certain amount of income, if their adjusted gross income exceeds 157500 single or 315000 married, um, they don't get to use that deduction. So they, this tax code, you, you can bet that there's going to be a ton of lawsuits on this because it's, it's unfair treatment to carve out a certain group and say this group doesn't get to qualify for the deduction. I mean, it really 
being in the group, it, it's it's really unfair. Um, especially knowing that we've created jobs and everything else like that. But if you're a consultant, you might run into issues. So, you know, maybe if you're an engineer and you're a consultant, you may need to actually specifically use the term engineer for your business. Um, so the IRS clearly knows that that's what you do. Uh, so you don't get hit with um, being phased out of this if you're a high-income earner. So there's a lot of uh, crazy things in this that people, especially in the world of, like I said, these these businesses that don't qualify. So service-related, uh, real estate, Rob, that's another one. Um, so people are really going to have to look at that. Like, for example, if you have a business owner in one of these areas that doesn't qualify and they have a bunch of debt on a building, maybe they're going to have to find a way to shift some assets over, pay down the debt, increase their rent to a level that's acceptable because you can't you know, triple your rent and, one and pay rent to yourself. Um, and have that qualify. So, so anything they want to talk about um, about the seminar? We've got about forty five seconds. So we got to be quick. Well, yeah. So what we go through specific examples on creating an income plan and how it's going to work with a new tax plan. So it it does benefit retirees on being able to draw down more out of your IRAs at a lower rate. Um, so. It actually enforced and it made our strategy that we use in terms of looking at which accounts to draw from first and partial Roth IRA conversions a heck of a lot more attractive. January 11th, that's one week from today, 630 to 830, CFP Chad Burton myself will be talking retirement income strategies and state planning in Palo Alto January 11th. You can sign up at newfocusfinancial.com, newfocusfinancial.com. Use the code RETIRE25 to get in for free. Plus, there's some downloadables that you want to get today to be ahead of the game. Want the podcast with music? Find the link to the other version of the podcast by going to Rob Black's Twitter. His handle is at Rob Black Show. Listen to Rob Black and Your Money weekday mornings, 7 to 9 on AM 1220 KDOW. Shake your money. Shake your money maker. It's catchy, right? I try to do my best to make the music entertaining for you. I try to do my best to make the show entertaining for you. Infotaining. Are you playing Trivia HQ? It's catchy. If you have an Apple phone, it may or may not be ready for Google, but it's catchy. Answer 12 questions, win $2,000. Oh, but you're playing against 600,000 other Americans live. Crazy. What a format. It's like you don't know Jack with a prize. Better. Check it out, yep. Trivia HQ. Yep. Yep. Uh, a lot of flights were canceled. <laughs> yep. A lot of flights were canceled uh, today. A lot of flights. A powerful storm described as a bomb cyclone is hitting the Northeast. You don't want to go watch the movie the day after. You don't want to watch San Andreas. Big earthquake in Berkeley, California last night, 4-4. I didn't feel it. But the storm described as a bomb cyclone. And by the way, San Andreas with the Rock is, it's a documentary. It's a documentary. It's a real movie. Um, and his daughter is surreal in that movie. That's all I'm going to say. Uh, a lot of flights were canceled as powerful storm known as a bomb cycle cyclone hit the Northeast. That's not good. That just doesn't sound good when a winter storm is referred to as a bomb cyclone. It's an epic winter storm. It's got snow. It's got wind. It's got low temperatures. 
JFK, LaGuardia, Newark, all canceled. LaGuardia Airport said in a tweet that more than 90% of its flights, more than 70, uh, 90% of its flights in LaGuardia canceled. 70% in Newark, Liberty, and 20% in JFK have all been canceled. I hate flying out of JFK. LaGuardia is awful. LaGuardia is the worst airport in the United States. But uh, JFK is just, it feels like a third world country to me. Um, three airports. I know, I know. Newark is the way to fly if you want to fly into New York City, and it's actually in New Jersey. The three airports all operating without delays, um, according to the FAA, but it, that's changing quickly. Snow is expected to continue into the early afternoon in the New York region. Um, crazy what's ring, going on. Ring, 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 banana phone. Ring, ring, what is this? Ring, 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 oh, third world country. Got it. Oh, we have a phone call. Let's go to the phones. It's CFP Chad Burton. It's like Pee Wee's Big Adventure. We never know who's going to show up here. How are you, Chad? Oh, I don't hear him. There he is, Mr. Burton. Joining us. It's like Pee Wee's Big Adventure. Oh, let's see who's at the door. <laughs> it's Chad Burton. <laughs> oh, my son was sick uh, from school a couple of weeks ago, and I checked on him, and he's he was he's pushing nine at that point in time. He's now nine, and um, he was watching Pee Wee's Big Adventure, and I was like, I could not be more proud. You ever have those moments as a dad? Does it age well? I don't. I don't think oh, it's 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 fantastic. It's fantastic, and now that California has marijuana legalized, I think it's going to be a top pick on Netflix for quite a while. <laughs> but that's neither here nor there. Mr. Burton, you're coming back to plug the Income Strategies and State Planning Seminar, Palo Alto, one week from today, January 11th. It's $25, but you can get in free if you use the code radio25 while signing up at New Focus Financial. It's 6.30 to 8.30. It's newfocusfinancial.com. Use the code radio25 to get in for free. You wanted to come back and clarify something. Um, What's up with that? Well, I mean, just talking about some of the strategies that self-employed people are going to use in order to get to retirement and deal with the higher tax issues that are that they're going to face because of being in California. So, let's say you have an individual and they've saved all their life; they're around fifty-five years old or so, and they're they've got investments, you know, in regular accounts, and in addition to retirement accounts, and they're going to have to be looking at strategies now in order to save taxes since they can't write off your state income tax and federal return, I'm really looking into things like individual 401ks where you can defer, um, you know, up to 18500 or even more if you're over 50 plus 25% of your net business income up to a certain amount, and things like defined benefit plans where you can sock away even more money. So some people might say, okay, um, you know, in order to get back to where I was before this tax law change, you might defer a ton of your paycheck and live off of your other assets until you get to retirement, where you can control your taxes a little bit more. Um, it, because And there's other certain things, like business entertainment, no longer deductible. Meals may, still are, so you got to separate meals and entertainment on your expenses. But um, there's, there's a lot of changes that people need to be aware of. So, you know, meet with your CPA right away and, uh, and get to know these laws. Okay. Um, moving forward with this, um, we've talked about businesses that are excluded. Uh, we've talked a little bit about self-employed. We've talked about potentially meeting with a CFP. What else do we need to know at this point in time with 2018? 
Um, well, one of the things that is still a great strategy and a very common issue in the Bay Area is people that have accumulated stock of the company that they worked for for a long period of time. Um, they're overweight in that stock, or maybe they're just overweight in a certain sector like technology in general. And in the past, you know, you sell a lot of stock, you pay 9.3 to over 13%, depending on your income level, at state level for capital gains, and you used to be able to deduct that off your federal return, and you're not going to be able to now. So reducing your exposure to low-cost base of stock is even more expensive now in California. Uh, so either, you know, eventually move out of the state and do it somewhere else, or you can do something like a charitable remainder trust, which is going to be even more attractive under these new tax laws for people in California and Oregon and New York, where you say, okay, I'm going to leave a certain amount to charity when I die. But I'm going to set up that trust now. Like maybe I put in, let's say it's a half a million dollars of stock into that trust. You take a big tax deduction. You can sell it immediately without any current capital gains and then live off of it at a later time and slowly pay the gains over time. And maybe that, at that point you've moved out of state or something like that. So it's going to be interesting to see how many people move as a result of this. Any other business strategies that business owners should be aware of? Again, it's, um, it's those that own their own building and they're in those service industries that aren't going to immediately qualify or get phased out from the 20% tax credit. Um, you know, maybe you own your own building and you stick in strategic financing and figure out maybe you shift you know, assets or income over to rent, pay off the building, something like that in order to help get your taxes down. So it's, it's really on an individual situation, what service industry you're in um, and whether or not you own your building, um, what, what you can do with retirement plans. There's going to be a lot of strategy meetings we're up early this year, that's for sure. Okay. Um, now, the big event is coming up one week from today on the 11th at 6.30 to 8.30 at the Elks Lodge in Palo Alto. You will be talking. It's a two-hour event. It's pretty quick. It's pretty perky. Uh, people should bring questions. Uh, at 6.30 to 8.30, Palo Alto Elks Lodge. You can sign up at newfocusfinancial.com. It's newfocusfinancial.com. You also do the show here Tuesdays, Wednesdays, and Friday mornings from 6 a.m. to 7 a.m. Uh, new Focus on Wealth. Um, people can sign up for the event at newfocusfinancial.com for the 11th, one week from today. Use code RADIO25 to get in for free. Anything else that we need to know, Mr. Burton, before I cut you free? Uh, yeah, you know, a lot of people are thinking that business owners that or business owners might be thinking of, of this, where, oh, I'm just going to make myself a small paycheck and take the rest out of profit and take 20% deduction on the profit of my company. Well, there's already rules for against that in the first place, but... There's limitations, too, so business owners aren't necessarily going to get that 20% deduction on their business income. It's going to be limited by a couple of other things, like 50% of W-2 wages, for example. Um, there's things in the law to stop people from expensing a whole bunch of stuff out and then taking a bigger deduction. So it's very complex, and don't put your head in the sand and not know these rules going into 2018. Again, you know, get a strategy meeting with your CPA right away. You think there's any chance if 2018 we see the House of Representatives and ultimately Congress and Senate go Democrat that in 2020 if we get a Democrat president that a lot of these tax laws just get rolled back? Um, well, I don't know if they get that gridwalk if they get rolled back, right? I mean, they're they're going to get they're, all of the personal stuff automatically expires in 2025. The corporate stuff is permanent, but. That term permanent in Congress isn't really a real term, right? It's permanent until they change it again. So if everything went the other direction, then it could change for sure. 
Um, and you can bet that if we don't grow the economy at 4% plus, and we've turbocharged it with, with all of this stimulus and these tax cuts, if we don't get to 4%, we're going to see a big increase in debt, and then, you're gonna, and then we'll definitely get a sea change. Well, thanks very much, CFP Chad Burton, for joining us. Uh, again, I want to plug the event coming up one week from today. It is in Palo Alto at the Elks Lodge. It's an income and retirement event. It's a good event. It's a good way to start off the year. I'm going to be giving an outlook on the year, but Chad's going to be going over new tax laws, retirement products that are good and bad. Most annuities are not appropriate. Social Security strategies, minimizing retirement income taxes, measuring your risk. CFP Chad Burton, Michelle Lerman will be talking state laws. The state law has got a big change with the tax law that went into effect. You can find out more information by going to Rob Black Show, Rob Black Show, or go to newfocusfinancial.com. It's newfocusfinancial.com. Sign up for the event. Use the code RADIO25 for Palo Alto Retirement Income Strategies. Walk the Moon, the band Walk the Moon, got their name from this song, Walking on the Moon. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial. Don't forget, there's another hour of today's show to listen to. Find it now at kdow.biz or on the KDOW radio app. The Oakland Athletics are offering free tickets for their anniversary. You can find more by Googling Oakland A's free tickets for anniversary. Hey, I like free. There's nothing wrong with it. There's no shame in the word free. And, uh, oh, look. It's January 4th, and the Oakland A's have been eliminated from the 2018-2019 season. They're already 42 games behind Seattle. I know. I use that joke every year. I usually use it on opening day. This year, I'm three months early because I'm, I'm cool like that. What are you nuts? So, Guns N' Roses, what are you nuts? You just dropped a what are you nuts on me? That's classic. Nuts? I love that. Welcome to the jungle. We got fun and games. Who doesn't love a little GNR? We got everything you want, honey. We know the names. Blah, 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 blah. If you got the money, honey, we got your disease. I got the money. What's the disease? Busted ear. That's what I want to know. Busted eardrums is what you get? I'll take that. You can taste the bright lights, but you can't get there for free. Oh, wait, wait. I like free. Oh, I'm so confused at this point in time. So, well, Guns N' Roses welcomes you to the jungle. We got fun and games. I want to welcome you to Dow 25,000, a big round number that means absolutely positively nothing. But welcome, ladies and gentlemen. The Dow Jones Industrial Average broke 25,000 following the release of stronger than expected jobs data. Apple, McDonald's, Walmart, IBM, J.P. Morgan, they make up part of that 30 stock index, which, again, unless you own those 30 stocks, you don't really care. It's a gauge that we look at. Friday, we're going to get the jobs report. That's going to be an important one. But the story today is the Dow hits 25,000. It's a big right number. And if stocks continue, the stock price rises that we had in 2017. We gained 25% last year. Great Google and Mooglita. Everyone, I want you to go to the store today, buy your lottery tickets, and get a Pabst Blue Ribbon beer, or a Schlitz Malt Liquor Bowl. And when you order the bowl, don't say Schlitz, say bowl. Schlitz Malt Liquor Bowl. Do you remember how iconic beer commercials were in the 80s and 90s? I'm not pushing alcohol on anyone, but those commercials, the taste great, less filling, 
Tastes great, less filling. Uh, those were the days, my friend. We thought they would never end. And the, that's what we're thinking about Wall Street right now. Uh, remember that 1970 song? Those were the days, my friend. You will have a down market, and it will stink. It will suck. You will stop listening to Rob Black. You will be like, this is the world's most uncomfortable feeling I've ever had. Ten-year treasury sits at 2.48%. Woo! That's good. That's good. You know who does well in this kind of environment? Higher interest rates, good economy, low unemployment, banks. The only thing that's missing right now is loan growth. It's been disappointing in 2017. Credit quality is key. And right now, credit quality is good. Well, I just got a home equity line of credit. And let me tell you, it was like going to the prostate doctor. It was no fun. Oh, bend over. I'm like, no. Um, yeah. Yeah. And all men over 50, please get your prostate checked. That's your NBC moment yep. that we care that's the NBC moment that we care. That's our message to you. And now you know. All men over 50 should get a prostate exam. I know. I always felt weird. Yep. Like, breast cancer Breast cancer gets great awareness, and they have runs, and they have marches, and they have political donors. Why doesn't prostate cancer? Why is, why is the male angle on this so poorly received? Oh, yeah? Yeah. Yeah. So... I like financial stocks for 2018. I cannot lie. Bank Corp South with deregulation. I see acquisitions coming. Tri-State Capital. Home Bank Shares. That's three stocks for you. Three stocks I just gave you. Oh, yeah? Yeah. So welcome to Dow 25,000. The Dow's ongoing rally, which has come without a 5% drop in the past 18 months, has never happened. So the profitability of American companies reduced the U.S. unemployment rate to 4.1% is expected. And when we have jobs, we have confidence. And we have confidence. We're like, hey, baby, let's go to Mexico. Or no, let's not go to Mexico. They're killing people there. Let's go to Hawaii. Well, we can't really afford a flight to Hawaii. Well, that's not so much so true. Because Southwest Airlines is now flying to Hawaii. So it's more competition. Competition lowers prices. So maybe you can take your honey to Hawaii in March. And rekindle that passionate spirit and that romance. And maybe make a baby because you're feeling so confident about your job. You're like, honey, we're going to move out of the condo. We're going to get a single family home. Oh, I just talked to our realtor. There are no single family homes for sale. Well, honey, we're going to make a baby. We're going to have a baby in the condo. And you know how much babies cost? $250,000 plus for age 0 to 17. And that's an economic boost. When you look around day at the high schools, you're like, Oh, when you see the kids and seniors in high schools, well, no, parents aren't happy because they might go to college. When you see seniors in college, parents are happy because the days of busting out that big check might be over. 2017 was a year of milestones for the Dow. It posted 71 record closes, the most ever. It barreled through six 1,000-point milestones, and today we hit 25,000 on day four of 2018. It's getting hard to come up with adjectives about how great of a market it's been. Big event coming up January 11th in Palo Alto at the Elks Lodge. You can sign up at Rob Black's show. I like the female version of this better. But, um, so, big event coming up, estate planning seminar. This is it. January 11th in Palo Alto Elks Lodge. 
I'm going to be there. CFP Chad Burton's going to be there. You can sign up at newfocusfinancial.com. It's newfocusfinancial.com. And um, use the code RADIO25 to get in for free. One week from today, 630 to 830 in Palo Alto, Oxlodge. Hey, Rob Black and your money listener. Did you know there was a super secret Rob Black stock talk show that played earlier this morning? Roll that beautiful Rob Black stock talk footage. I'm Rob Black. Talking all things financial, money, investing, one, two, three. Anything you want to talk about, we can talk about. Money, investing, and more. Wasn't quite ready for this segment. So I'll make it up as we go along. 800-516-1220 to get your calls in the air. It's 800-516-1220 to get your calls in the air. Um, Stock talk. Um, This is the year that we have an eight and a half bull market, eight and a half year bull market that has run quite fast. Uh, No, 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 no. It's been an eight and a half year bull market that's been kind of disappointing. The last year was fantastic, but we continue to grind higher. It's the most hated bull market. Oh, good God. Let's think about that for just a second. It's the most hated bull market. That means we can go higher. Because markets don't burst. Bubbles don't burst till people get stupid. And what I mean by that is pretty simple. Markets burst when bubbles burst. Markets move too far too fast. When you start hearing security guards, when you start hearing your sister who's never invested before, who happens to own a cookie company, that makes cookies out of her home and sells them to hippies. That like, sis, what are you doing in the stock market? You've never been involved in the stock market, kind of thing. And that's when markets burst. We're not there yet. Um, we have a economy that's global. Now there are some signs that some you know like the low inflation, the low interest rates are becoming higher. Uh, there are some signs that you know the tax reform's in place, so we know that. Now we're going to see some benefits of that, and that should help lower the PEs of a couple companies as they buy back shares. It should help companies with dividends, and people get paid out, and people get paid out. They're like, hey, I got money. I'm going to go spend it. Um, but we're in a, a stock talk kind of conversation of what could go wrong. And I'm going to tell you, there's, there's a couple things. The investigation to Russia and Mueller and Trump could cause people to get a little freaked out. There's something in the Middle East where, I think I dreamed this, but I'm not, I didn't dream it, where Trump last night said something along the lines of, go Iran, you fight back, and one day America will have your back. So basically, you've got some young people in Iran fighting their government, saying it's a dictatorship, fighting their government, saying you know it's, it's absolute power versus power of the people. And you have the President of the United States telling them to overthrow a government, which we don't tend to do. The more proper tweet would have been something like, we see what's happening in Iran and we support democracy. Um, you don't use fighting words because then Iran's going to roll out the tanks and run people over, something like that. Shout out to China there. Shout out to China. Shout out China. Tiananmen Square. Um, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Fire up the trucks. We're going to run people over. No, fire up the tanks. Fire up the Trans Am. We're going back to Pittsburgh. Um, it's Woo-hoo! one of the greatest lines I've ever thrown out at a hockey game. So at that point in time, I was living in Washington, D.C., and the Washington Capitals had just beaten Pittsburgh 
Penguins and Pittsburgh Penguins were kind of upset about it. Uh, the fans, as everyone's marching out, they're getting a little belligerent. And I, I told one guy, I said, go fire up the Trans Am, we're heading back to Pittsburgh. Oh, you under, have to understand something, but I don't know what. Uh, so talking stock talk, what could go wrong is the Middle East, Iran. If you see tensions grow, it can cause oil to swell. Iran is a big producer of oil. And higher oil would create, quote-unquote, inflation. Uh, we manufacture stuff with oil. We drive cars with oil. We transport stuff with oil. We fly planes with oil. Jet fuel isn't, you know, it's not something in the ground called jet fuel. It's called oil. So that could cause cost to soar or inflate. That could be a problem. So we're paying attention to Iran. Inflation's bad. Inflation's a boogeyman. Inflation will cause the market to go, whoop. Byron Ween, who is someone I, I do like, he says, expect a 10% stock swoon. He's talking about 2017 was one of the most surprising years in recent memory. Back in January, there were very few optimists. Everyone thought Trump was going to mess it up. Somehow, some way, some shape, some form. Maybe he did. I don't know. Investors were worried about a hard landing in China and that, a huge buildup in debt there, a large portion of which would be non-performing. Then you had the whole UK leaving the European Union. A lot of investors were incredibly nervous about that. Perhaps most important was, like I said, Donald Trump and his advisory panel on the effects on the financial markets in the world economy. Year turned out better than expected. Real growth reached 3% in the United States. We had been mired in that 2% area for a while, but 2% was enough to get the markets higher. Inflation remained below 2% growth above 3%. 10-year Treasury stayed under 2.5%. As the 10-year Treasury marches to 3 3.5%, I'm going to start putting some money in the 10-year treasury if it gets to 3.5%. And you haven't heard me say that in 15 years. I've been all in on the stock market as 10-year treasury has been under 3.5%, 4%. So China is continuing to grow at an impressive rate. Europe and Japan are doing well. There is a worry about a military conflict in North Korea. My button is bigger than your nuclear button. <laughs> I'm, I'm humored by it all. And I don't know what that even means. I think there's a greater than 50% probability of some things happening this year. That's what Byron Ween does. He does um, the year in, let's look at next year and see some things that could surprise us. And he always gives it a 50% chance. So one of the things he says is that Donald Trump would move away from many extreme positions he took in the, during his campaign of the presidency. He didn't tear up the Affordable Care Act on his first day in office, but allowed modified parts of it to be incorporated into his tax bill. The NAFTA trade agreement is under negotiation. He didn't denounce China's currency manipulator. He found extreme positions that um, appeal to voters, but they're hard to implement. So he thinks there's a chance that Trump comes back to the middle. He thinks the Trump administration's pro-growth policy of cutting taxes, dismantling regulations, spending money on infrastructure would result in 3% of the GDP growth in the United States. The way he did it was cutting a number of regulations. He is optimistic, Byron Ween is, that S&P 500 earnings and the performance of equity markets was born out of validating the third surprise where earnings will come in ahead of expectations on the S&P 500. Um, so looking at him, he's, he, Byron Ween saying that China will finally decide that a nuclear capability in the hands of an unpredictable leader on its border is not tolerable even though North Korea is a communist buffer between itself and democratic South Korea. So China protects North Korea because 
South Korea is a lovely, flourishing nation where people have a, a right to vote. But Byron Wien's saying that China's going to stop North Korea this year. Populism, tribalism, and anarchy spread around the world. In the United Kingdom, Jeremy Corbyn becomes the next prime minister. In spite of repressive action by the Spanish government, Catalonia remains turbulent. So he thinks the unintended positive consequence is that it brings continental Europe closer together with more economic cooperation, faster growth. His third prediction for 2018 is the dollar finally comes to life. Real growth exceeds 3% in the United States, which uh, coupled with the implementation of some components of the Trump pro-business agenda renews investor interest in owning dollar-denominated assets, and the euro drops versus the dollar. Repatriation of foreign profits held across the U.S. companies um, abroad helps strengthen the dollar. There's investments tied towards the strong dollar. The price of West Texas intermediate crude moves above $80 a barrel. That's a pretty big prediction. The price rises because of continuing world growth and unexpected demand from developing markets. Together with disappointing hydraulic fracking production, diminished inventories, OPEC discipline, and only modest production increases from Russia, Nigeria, Venezuela, Iran, and Iraq. So he thinks oil goes to 80. You gotta own some ExxonMobil. You gotta own some Chevron Texaco if that's the case. Inflation becomes an issue of concern. That's not a good one. Continued world GDP growth puts pressure on commodity prices. Um, so you gotta own some hard assets. There's a thing called a hard asset fund. If you think he's right, he thinks number seven with higher inflation, interest rates begin to rise. The Federal Reserve increases short-term rates four times in 2018, and the 10-year U.S. Treasury yield moves above four percent. But the Fed shrinks its balance sheet only modestly because of potential impact of the financial markets. High yield spreads widen. That would cause real estate to go down. If you want a top of the market, it may be now. If you believe buyer means cracked. Number eight on his predictions for 2018 is both NAFTA and the Iran agreement endure in spite of Trump rallying and railing against them. Too many American jobs would be lost if NAFTA ended. He thinks, number nine, the Republicans lose control of both the Senate and the House of Representatives in voter uh, November elections. Voters feel disappointed that many promises Trump made were not implemented. He thinks the midterm election turns out to be a referendum on the Trump presidency. So the Senate and the House goes Democrat, and that can have long-lasting ramifications. And finally, Xi Jinping, having brought in his authority in the 19th Party Congress in October, focuses on China's credit problems and decides to limit business borrowing. He thinks things could slow down there. Got a big event coming up Thursday, the 11th. It is in Los Gatos. No, it's not in Los Gatos. It's in Palo Alto at the Elks Lodge. It's a retirement income strategies and planning seminar. I'm going to go over some picks of the year. CFP Chad Burton's going to go over income strategies and estate planning. We're going to talk social security changes, tax changes. You can sign up at robblackshow.com, robblackshow.com. Use the code RADIO25 to get in for free. Seats are limited. Radio 25 at Rob Black Show next Thursday in Palo Alto. Rob Black brings you Stock Talk at 6 a.m. on Monday morning and Thursday morning. And you can catch him 7 to 9 weekday mornings and in the evenings for the replay at 7 p.m. Stock Market. Oh, by the way, this is, I think, shot in Ventura. It's a pretty cool video. It's a one-shot video. Whoa. Which reminds me of the Hitchcock film Rope, which appears to have been shot in one shot. Which basically means you say action and the whole thing unfolds in front of you. No way. So, which in Hitchcock's rope, it was pretty fantastic. In Heim's video, give me a little bit of what you love. It's it's cool. It's nice. It's it's a nice way of seeing you know downtown L.A. area. It's a well shot video. If you jump on YouTube, 
It's my favorite part of the song. I know it. I'm, I like the the climactic drama of music. They say if music makes you smile, that you might be more intelligent than other people. Like if you get emotional from it. I can't dance, but I can smile to music. Three sisters. How cool would it be to be in a band with your sisters? Seeing that I have only one sister, I can't do it with my sisters. I had four brothers, or I have four brothers. At one point in time, we all wanted to go to law school, and we were going to come up with the firm black, 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 and black. And then we decided that probably wasn't a good idea. No way, fool. No, it's true. It's true. We had a sense of humor as kids. I'm speaking tongues right now. Uh, retirement income strategy and estate planning seminar, Palo Alto, January 11th, 630 to I'm going to go over transition your portfolio into retirement, passive versus active management, social security strategies, good and bad retirement products, measuring your risk, protecting your estate from long-term costs. I'm going to go over market outlook. Uh, you can sign up at Rob Black's show. It's January 11th from 630 to 830 Palo Alto, Elks Lodge. Uh, we only went to Palo Alto once last year. I was surprised to learn that. It felt like more. Um, so Byron Ween comes out with 10 predictions every year, and I just went over the 10 of them. And I don't think any of them sounded crazy, you know. Um, a quick review of that, maybe you feel some of them felt a little more aggressive than others. Uh but I'm comfortable with that. Today there's some news out there, and I think this is worthy of note. Can we get a, a timpani drum? Can we get it? Can we do my Jerry Lewis moment at the telethon of how much money do we got? The Dow just broke 25000 for the first time ever. Strong jobs date in the United States. Woo! I don't get that excited for anything in my life. Sometimes, if I have a good bowel movement, I'll go, I don't remember eating corn. And I'm, I'm like, happy. I'm like, I ate corn. When did I eat corn? Um, but Dow 25,000, we did it. We did it. It, it looks like we made it. it it's, I'm so happy for us. Wait, wait. Oh, yeah, I, I actually don't care about numbers like that. I care about my 401k. I care about the economy. I, if I were selling today, I'd be happy because I'm selling at all-time high. If I was retiring today, I'd be happy, but I'm not. In a lot of ways, 2017 was a surprising year, You know, going back to Byron Ween and his 10 predictions. And uh, you know, one of the things he said is that you know, China's going to finally go after North Korea and help us take down the leader there. Uh, he thinks the UK gets stronger from all their differences. He thinks the dollar comes to life. That's an interesting one. Uh, even though we're printing so many dollars in the United States, he thinks the dollar gets stronger because of the repatriation of billions and billions of overseas dollars coming back to the U.S. He thinks the U.S. economy has a better year than 2017, but speculations reaches an extreme, and ultimately the S&P 500 has a 10% correction. I totally agree with that. Uh, we need a 10% correction. We haven't had one in, in years. He thinks oil hits $80 a barrel. That may or may not be. I don't think it's far-fetched. He thinks we start seeing some higher inflation. He thinks um, Trump moves a little bit more towards the middle as the Senate and the House of Representatives uh, have a November election coming up. And he thinks they will ultimately go Democrat. He also thinks, after going through some of his elections, that investors recognize that earnings of companies in Europe, the Far East, and the emerging markets are growing faster than the United States, and that people in America will put more global dollars to work invest uh, more dollar investment dollars to work in global markets 
He thinks the Mueller investigation 2016 presidential election fails to implicate any members of the Trump family. He believes artificial intelligence gains visible momentum. Service sector jobs are automated, particularly clerks in legal and finance professions, as well as workers in fast food outlets and healthcare. Economists begin to question the unemployment data because the rate drops below 4%, while so many people still appear to be out of work and getting government assistance. A couple other predictions that he has is that cyber attacks become more prevalent and begin to affect consumer confidence. A major money center bank suspends deposits or withdrawals for three days because its system is penetrated. Whoa. Whoa. Cyber attacks can hit a a major money bank. That's a pretty far-fetched, but he's throwing it out there. Whoa. Numerous retail organizations report that customer personal information has been obtained by hackers. That's going to be an interesting one because Uber paid the hackers to keep quiet. Whoa. I wonder, I wonder if it was worth it. And his final two predictions for 2018 is the regulatory authorities in Europe and the United States finally get concerned about the creative destruction of Internet-related businesses. As a result of pressure from retailers and traditional media companies, they begin an investigation into the anti-competitive practices of Amazon, Facebook, and Google. The public begins to think these companies have too much power. I think Amazon's got too much power. Please don't take my prime away from me. He thinks the risks in Bitcoin are so great that regulatory authorities restrict trading. Among their concerns are no regulatory oversight, no safety and soundness measures, no recourse in the event of a mistaken or miscalculated transaction, high cyber risk, and no deposit insurance. I'm with him. Find me online at Rob Black Show. Get into the seminar coming up in Palo Alto for free by using the code RADIO25. It's it's January 11th in Palo Alto, Elks Lodge, Radio 25, Rob Black Show. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.